0: What's up, listeners? It's Andrea. Today, we review the best and worst of Season 4. We look forward to what's next in Season 5. And we ask the question,
1: do you think the show has already peaked? Come nerd right out with us. Welcome to the TNG Podcast, the number one place in the Alpha Quadrant to geek out about all things Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm your co-host, Sharice. Hey, I'm your co-host, Andrea. Sharice, today we are talking Season 4 Rap party.
0: we Mm -hmm. did it. We did it. We got through season four. (laughs) What are your like overall feelings about being done with season four or season four as a whole?
1: I think season four as a whole had some, had some really good episodes in it. Um, and I think it had some, you know, not so great episodes in it. Mm. I would say just like going through the four seasons, this season to me probably had the most interesting alien concepts that we've had so far in the show at all. I think we've had the most times where we're like, Oh man, that's fascinating. What if an alien could do that or could be like Mm -hmm. that or could live in two-dimensional space or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely feel like the show is just, it's improving in its world building in the way that the aliens are described. The creativity level is going through the roof. Um, and the show is just getting better and better. I'm also a bit sad that season three is gone because like almost every one of those episodes, I was like, oh, this was good. Oh, this is good. And season four was a little bit of a roller coaster towards the end. I was like, okay, they're really getting good. And then towards the very end, I was like, "Oof, they're bad. <laughs> they're not, they're not good. So I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah. Wh- what about you, your overall thoughts on being done with season four or what happened in season four?
0: I mean, I actually was really looking forward to season four the most. Cause it's my favorite season because my favorite episodes are in season four, um, or some of my favorite episodes are in season four. Mm -hmm. Um, like I love devil's Do, and there's a bunch of episodes. They're like, I mean, to be honest, like season three, I feel like going back, it's like, I feel like it was the strongest season. And we kind of said that at the season three wrap party, we're like, man, I feel like we kind of have like We peaked. (laughs) We peaked. Yeah. And we didn't realize we had peaked. And then you look back and you're like, yeah, there I was like deja Q is my favorite episode and that's in season three, Mm -hmm. but we have some, you know, Q pops by for a visit. We do have really interesting concepts, um, that they didn't have the luxury of like kind of flushing out those ideas. Um, when you're going for like big battle scenes, but season four is now comfortable enough in the series that they're able to do these like kind of cool concepts where you're like, oh yeah, these were like, almost like you're looking at like the B sides of like the greatest hits where it's like, these are some of the deep cuts that like were really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked season four as a whole.
1: Yeah. Same, same. So speaking of season four, what were some of your best moments or best episodes, like favorites? Actually, no, let me change that. Let's start with worse. Cause you know how we <laughs> like to, we like to start with the bad side. Okay. What were the, the worst episodes or worst moments for you in season four?
0: Um, The worst episodes for me were night terrors. You know, when Mm -hmm, Troy mm -hmm. is talking to those like, you know, telepathic aliens in there in in her sleep and nobody can sleep and it sucks. And like she's just flying on this in front of this green screen Mm -hmm. for Marina Sirtis. Um, That one is one of the episodes that I don't like at all about season four. Um, I'm not you know, I'm not a huge Klingon person. So honestly, like Redemption Part One, it wasn't my least favorite episode, but it's one that I don't go back and watch because mm-hmm. it's just super cling and super battly and super, you know, honor and, and let's just punch each other for fun. And like, that's not really for me, like what feels like really good writing. Um, what are some of your least favorite episodes of season four?
1: So for me, I had three, um, that I was just like, ugh. the first was family and I, think- Oh my God, I forgot about family. God, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know if I would have said it was a bad episode, except for the fact that it was right after best of both worlds, which was a great episode. Which was so, like the best one. Yeah, which, which was the best one. So I think that contrast made family seem even worse than it maybe would have been if they put it in the middle of the season. But like it was just it was just not a good episode. There was nothing about space or Star Trek at all in the episode. It was weird. And then comparing that episode to what Picard is now, I'm just like, what was going I don't, we we just didn't need this episode. It mm-hmm. should have just been deleted. Mm-hmm. Um, the another episode that was not my favorite was suddenly human. That's the one with Jono who gets kidnapped and yes. raised, and then he's like his grandmother wants him to come back or whatever. I just thought that episode was extremely problematic. Um, and then the last one is in theory, which was when Data gets a girlfriend. I just think, oh my that, god, that was dumb. <laughs> I just that, think that, that didn't was, make any okay.
0: sense. <laughs> We reviewed that episode like two weeks ago and I already removed it from my, from my like data banks. Like, I was like, yeah, this is dumb. That's right. That's right. We've got Jenna, the most clueless person of ever trying to make a relationship happening with an Android. You're so right. It's really dumb. It's dumb. You know, I know there's an episode that I think we are sort of split on. Um, and that's data's day. That one for me is just, it really is just like a journal of data's day like it's just mm-hmm. a day in the life but it's got like this wedding drama with Keiko and Miles and he gets to sort of explore humanity and it's just i'm like look i'm here for the science fiction okay i'm not mm-hmm. here for like miles and keiko's wedding drama i don't give any f's at all about that yeah. um and like nothing really happens um, and like that episode I can really do without, but I have spoken to some people who are like, I love that episode. It's sort of, it's like this exploration of humanity through this lens of someone who's not human. And it's really cool. And I'm like, yeah, skip, I could just totally skip that one. <laughs> um, but if we're going to talk about these episodes, we got to go into some of the, the favorites. Like what are some of your favorites, like maybe top three or top four favorites of season
1: four? Yeah. So I just have one top, I think for season four of favorite favorite, and that is best of both worlds part two. It was great. It was great. It was great. It's Lacutus of Borg. It's Lacutis. He's about to kill everybody. Somehow we rescue him at the last second. Sure is. Yeah. Data's involved in it. I mean, it's just, it was such a um anxiety-inducing episode where you're like, oh Mm -hmm. no, like the Borg are coming and there's nothing you can do to stop them. And they're just blowing ships up left and right, like Mm -hmm. nothing, (laughs) ripping through them like (laughs) tissue paper. And you're just thinking, there is no way. That the humans can win. And I really appreciate stories that do that. I watch a ridiculous amount of television and movies. So I notice the formulas, I know the tropes. I can still enjoy them though, but I can usually guess what's going to happen. I love it when it's something where I cannot guess what's going to happen. Now, I did guess that in the end, somehow it's going to all be okay, but I mm-hmm. cannot figure out from point A to point B how mm-hmm. they were going to make that right. And that kind of yeah. stuff, I love that kind of storytelling where I really can't guess how they're going to make it all come together. I really mm-hmm. love.
0: That's amazing. I mean, it's so funny to think like, it. you know, best of both worlds part two, which is the wrap up to the Locutus of Borg storyline is at the very top of this season. And here we are at the very end of the season. And it feels like it's years away where I'm like, oh my God, we reviewed that like two years ago. It's funny to think it's it like, like that. <laughs> it's at the, be- it's just the beginning of this season, which, which blows my mind. And I love that episode so much for all the reasons that you just said. Um, I got to say, I have a couple of favorites. Um, Devil's do is a really fun episode. I love that episode so much. Mm-hmm. I go back and rewatch it, rewatch it. I think Ardra is a wonderful counterpoint to Picard. She's just as confident. She's just as sure as herself, but for all the wrong reasons. And it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And it's a fun watch. It's really, really fun. Um, you know, I also like the nth degree a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the concept a great deal of being explorers of other life forms but not going to them you're basically smartifying somebody to have the technology to like bring the aliens to you to get to meet and mm-hmm. I think that it's really lovely and I'm and I'm really glad that we got to see Barclay you know have his flowers be for Algernon Flowers for Algernon moment where mm-hmm. yes, he wasn't annoying. He was, it was fun to watch him sort of peak and then kind of come back down and mm-hmm. be like, now I'm back to this like sort of nervous Nelly, but that's a, that's a fun episode. Um, Cupid was fun just because, you know, now we're Robin Hood and Sherwood forest and it's very Ren fair and it's really mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> um, those ones are super duper fun, but I would say of season four, my favorites would be best of both worlds part two. And I think, Devils do. Oh God. We can't forget about clues though, too. Mm -hmm. That's the one where they were unconscious for 30 seconds, but it wasn't 30 seconds. It was 24 hours. And Beverly was like, my moss is growing too fast. And Mm -hmm. Data's clearly hiding something like those are like peak star Trek, the next generation episodes, in my opinion,
1: just really, really fun. Yeah. You mentioned Ardra and, you know, I made a little list of some of my favorite aliens of this season, just as far as costume and makeup. I didn't even go to like, kind of the concept of the aliens. Cause I would say mm-hmm. the, the aliens in nth degree, the two dimensional aliens, like there's some mm-hmm. really interesting aliens in season mm-hmm. four, the mm-hmm. trills, fascinating, like super interesting, but I picked some aliens just based on their costume and makeup because I obsess about costume and makeup. I know and, you do <laughs> And Ardra was, totally made the list. I was obsessed with everything. Ardra did like everything. She looked like everything she wore her. She was just like that. Makeup was great. The earrings were great. The dresses were great. And it totally fit the personality that she was bringing to the table. Yeah. So Arger was yeah. top, top, top on my list. Another top on my list was the aliens from Peli zell which was the episode with the Trill, the host. And they were the ones who had, there was aliens on the planet and then aliens on the two moons. And they had that like mm-hmm. pressed thing between their nose and their forehead. Mm-hmm. And that was just so cool and so beautiful and just made me feel like those aliens had a whole culture and society and backstory. Somehow that makeup communicated to me that there's a whole backstory here that we don't even need to talk about because we know it exists. So those are two, two of my top um, aliens from the season, just based purely on how cool they looked.
0: <laughs> See, I had a couple of those too. I had some favorite aliens and maybe least favorite aliens, but I think based on the way they looked, um, Ardra is like way up there. Cause she, I mean, she looks human with like some ridges on her nose. So it's mm-hmm. like, as far as makeup, you know, it, Ardra was one of my favorite aliens and she was my favorite bad guy because she's the bad guy you love to love. She's yes. so cocky and fun to watch. She's like the outrageous Okana, but not cringy like or outrageous Okana. She's just delightful. Mm-hmm. She's a, just a delight on screen. And she just takes up the entire space beautifully. I mean, the actress who plays Ardra just absolutely killed it. But I have some other favorite aliens, because not because of like makeup, or like, cr- or like how they present visually, but mm-hmm. the concept behind it. So for me, Galaxy's Child is really cool. It's like kind of like that space slug that they yeah. accidentally killed and then it suctioned onto the Enterprise. It's like, what a brilliant concept. Who's thinking of this? And this is why season four felt like the B-sides of the greatest hits, because you have like the Romulans, you have the Klingons, you've got the Ferengi and you've got explosions and you've got ships blowing up. And that's like all, you know, people think about science fiction. That's like the top Mm -hmm. stuff that you think of right off the top. But then you get to like explore this really cool shit, like in the loss where Troy loses her empathic abilities is because the enterprise is being carried along like a drift with these two dimensional life forms that are trying to go into this like vibrational string. And Mm -hmm. it could break, you know, bring the, the enterprise with it and then destroy the enterprise. So there's a threat there, but just the idea that you're looking at two-dimensional life forms in a three-dimensional space. It's just super, super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved that a lot. Um, I gotta say one of my least favorite was honestly, um, the trill and it was the trill because the concept again is really cool. It's a symbiotic Mm -hmm. life form, but just the presentation of the trill, was really creepy and gross to me. It just looked like a shriveled up sea cucumber with like neon rings on it or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. ew, that's not. And it was cool slimy. Looking. Yeah. And the fact that like Beverly had to handle it with her gloves and she's like, I'm picking up my lover that looks like kind of a shrinkled, shri- shriveled up, deflated, like penis is like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not a good look. It is not a good look. I wish they would have done something that looked like more like a sparkle of light or something a little bit less tangible than this, like creepy old handbag.
1: <laughs> it just well, wasn't it, my favorite. In addition to that, um, yeah, I also think I think the trill is like a fascinating species as well. But yeah, in addition to the creepy like grub worm look that they gave to the yeah. parasite, we also had the creepy grub worm sticking out of the stomach, like a scene from Alien. We had that at the beginning of that episode. Yeah. And, it was like, Ooh. and then we also had the yuck, whole yuck. Um, this guy Beverly's in love with really is like a symbiote and then can like pop in and out of different bodies. And now he's in Riker and now he's in this other person. And so along with that concept is this concept of your lover is like body jumping. And yeah. that's also very disorienting um, and like not that romantic. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> totally. I could, I could see that. I could see that. Are there any totally. other, any other aliens that made it to the bottom of your list? Um, not really. I mean, I think
0: it was just, again, like it's just fascinating concepts of aliens, fascinating concepts of like war and interplay between it's, it's sort of like a study on like human interaction between, you know, you've got these, there were a few aliens and a few episodes that had these like very kind of like. Twisted roundabout ways to get the, their means to their ends. And it was like just really, really great writing all around. I think season four is so freaking strong in their writing. Do you have any least
1: favorite alien makeup? I do. I don't have least most or least favorite aliens as far as their concept. Although I do want to add to your list of um the alien that Geordie kind of turned into in Oh yeah. In what, what was the name of that episode? Um, um Identity, Identity Crisis. Christ. Yeah. yeah. That was another, like playing off of what you just said, that was another alien that kind of goes a roundabout way to make more aliens. It was a little mm-hmm. bit virusy in that way that it yes. co-opted the whole body and transformed it into some kind of alien creature. That was, that was super fascinating, super fascinating. Totally. Um, so for me, I have some worse aliens as far as makeup goes and Dr. Timison who was um, in the episode Half a Life and the love interest of Lwaxana Troy makes the top yeah. of my list with his black veiny situation.
0: Yeah, that, that was not cool.
1: Kind of made my skin crawl. And I think <laughs> it could have maybe looked cool in the 90s, but with this HD, it just looks like, I just want to peel those prosthetics off and just start over. Even if it was mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. the vain thing, it just didn't work for me. Um, and the second on my list is Gal Massette, When the Cardassians are introduced for the first time in the episode, The Wounded, they Galmaset, who's like the commander or whatever of the ship has these mustaches like glued to his cheeks. And again, yes. it made my skin crawl. <laughs> and I was just like, can we just not have that? Thankfully, yes. next time we see the Cardassians, that nonsense is gone. So those were the, like the bottom of my list, just as far as looks alone without even talking about concepts. I really liked all yeah. the concepts. I, I don't think I had any aliens that I thought, These aliens are dumb. Or like
0: horrible. No. Okay.
1: Well, that's season four. Let's look forward into
0: season five. What are some episodes we are really looking forward to in season five?
1: Okay, so season five, I'm so excited about because some of my favorite episodes of all time are in season.
0: Ooh!
1: Of all time. And so I, I wrote down four because these are the four that I will watch over and over and over and over. The first is conundrum. This is when they all lose their memories. And then when they come back, there's like this new first officer who we never knew of before. Yes. This is the episode I always think that clues cool. is, but it's not <laughs> this one.
0: Yes. Yes. This is the <laughs> Sumerian sunset episode. This is the I think Sumerian we should do, we should do a Sumerian sunset, like cocktail on Instagram. I have a drink that I make that changes color, um, because it changes with the pH. And I think that would be really cool. We should totally put that up and have everybody get to have their own little Samarian yes. sunset.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree. That episode is one of my favorites. It's a mystery. Everybody changes roles on the ship, which is so much fun. And they're all trying to piece it together. I love it. It's like quintessential Sherlock Holmes in the sense that we're trying to figure out the bottom of this mystery. But yes. at the same time, there's like a war going on. It's just great. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Another one of my favorite episodes is called The Next Phase. It's when uh, Ensign Roe and Jordy get, they get <gasps> out of phase with the rest of the ship, but Ro thinks they're dead. And Jordy's like, no, this is some kind of scientific snafu. And basically they're trying to like find their way back to the real world. Love this episode. Like it's so, I just, I love it. It's so interesting. Like, how would you behave if you thought you were dead and you were a ghost haunting your crew? How would you behave if you thought some science just went wrong and you had to fix it? So great. Like, I love this episode. Then the other one is Inner Light, which is a fan favorite, I think. And the Times Arrow, which is a favorite of mine because it's a data centric episode in just the most fascinating way.
0: Yeah, no, th- this one's a fun one because we get to have Times Arrow part 1 as our season finale for season 5 and that's the one where they go back to like the 1850s mm-hmm. in San Francisco and we meet Guyen so we know she's a very long-lived species and we have proof of this and that one's a really really fun one. That's a that's a that's definitely a favorite um among most TNG fans, but we can't talk about season five without talking about inner light and just like how beautiful that is. And in case you don't remember what inner light is, it's the one where Picard gets knocked unconscious and his consciousness gets sort of transferred to this satellite. And he lives an entire life as like a member of this species that's dying because their son's about to go supernova. And that's that species way of, even though they've been long dead for millennia to like show people that they lived. And it's mm-hmm. so touching and so beautiful. And I can't watch that episode without crying at the end. I really yeah, can't. Same.
1: It's like, a, really It's can. like a mind. It's like a mind bending time capsule is what this yes. has created. And by the end of it, you're just like, what just happened? It's beautiful. I can't watch it without crying. It's not Trek really in the sense that it's not, I mean, it's not like alien battles or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's so Trek. It's so Trek in the sense of like a a speculative universe, an alternate existence. And what would that look like? And it's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to look at looking forward into season five. There's a few things I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to, um, welcoming a new member of the crew. Who's going to be a thorn in most people's sides. Ensign Rowe is coming aboard. And she, that actress just is so masterful in her in her portrayal of Ensign Rowe Mm -hmm. and Ensign Rowe just sort of gets everybody's hackles up, but she really is that person who shakes things up when things have gotten a little comfortable with everybody Mm -hmm. on the ship. And she is just this sort of, um, antagonist that is provocative. Mm -hmm. And we do see in Conundrum, she and Riker forget that they hate each other's guts and end up sort of finding some mutual ground that they, you know, can, can find together. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a couple of really fun ones that I really love. A matter of time pops up to me. That's the one where that, um, the, like, Time that the like the this professor from the 26th century oh, comes right, 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 and mm-hmm. he starts like stealing shit. And it turns out he's from like the 22nd century, or whatever. It's really, yeah. really, really cool. That one's a fun episode, it's sort that of a fun. low stakes episode, mm-hmm. um, but it's just a fun one to watch. Uh, the Perfect Mate is really fun. That's the one where we have Fomka Jensen come on as like that pod woman that like Mm -hmm. mates perfectly with anybody that she she's like the perfect mate for anybody she speaks to. And she Mm -hmm. can kind of blend her personality. That one's really fun, even though I think it has the Ferengi in it, which are not my favorite, but I gotta say (laughs) one of my all-time favorite, and this is another tug at my heartstrings episode. Um, and it comes like two episodes before the inner light. So it's like, we're going to have like tug at your heartstrings month But it's I Borg where we meet Hugh. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Yeah. It's just so beautiful. And you you see this Borg and like his development from being a collective-minded, like hive mind
1: being Mm -hmm.
0: to being individualistic. And then having to like go back, it's like, oh, it's just it's so hard to watch. I remember the first time I watched that episode as a kid back in '92. Mm -hmm. And I remember crying as a little girl. Mm. Um, I remember crying as a little girl, like watching this person who like has to do what's best for his race, but not what's best for himself. Mm -hmm. It it just, it just blows my mind. I also look forward to the game, which I love and hate that episode in equal measures because it's like creepy the way that they play the game. It all sounds like interesting and awful. it's interesting in theory, like the theory is interesting, but the execution to make everybody sound like they're orgasming every time they play this game is just so—it's just so cringy to me. I'm like, God, okay, you know that I don't I to watch this
1: episode totally differently this time.
0: You never saw it that way. Oh my god! Even as a kid, I was like, it felt like it felt like as a little kid you know, you see it like a little kid in a movie where they walk in on somebody having sex and they go, what's that man doing to that woman or something. It feels very much like that. Where even as a little kid, I was like, why are they making those sounds? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I did read years ago, how many people hated the game because it's just such, such a like overtly sexualized, (laughs) like, like, Exclamation of yeah. like pleasure at this game yeah. that, like if they would have twisted it just a teeny tiny little bit, it would be way more like palatable. Yeah. But the idea of like mind control through this is really really freaking cool.
1: And Ashley Judd is like and a Ashley guest Jets star in it, which is cool. And, and, Wesley... adorable. and, Wesley and Wesley's comes a guest back star. He comes back. Yeah, which is on. Great. So it's, fun. So fun. They are super cute. Like oh Ashley God, Judd and Wesley, the like they're super cute. And I think that's probably my favorite part of the episode. And they're the ones who come to save the day. Like we're kind of throwing back to season one when Mm -hmm. Wesley Crusher saves the day all the time. (laughs) He's like, I Um, guess I'll save the day again. I came to visit just so I could save the day. But now I got to get back to the Academy. Um, (laughs) I don't remember the episode super well. I tend to skip that one because I do think it's just it's creepy. But Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. it is, but we can't skip it. So I'll I'll rewatch it with fresh new eyes. You and I don't have the luxury to skip (laughs) that episode. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, there is also the episode um, in in this season that like we do get to see Wesley a couple of times in season five. So we see him in the game and then we see him in the first duty, which I think I said, that's the that's the one where like Deanna has to like learn how to send people to her death to their death. I don't think
1: that's right. The first so duty, either. I think that's the first duty at the Academy, I think, yes, the, the first duty is the season six,
0: maybe. Yeah. Gosh, it might be, oh man, we have to wait even longer for her we to have become to wait even more time. awesome. Yeah. Well, the first duty is, yeah, the Starfleet, like the Colbert starburst, um, disaster that like ended up with the death of like somebody in the Academy and they have this whole investigation and Picard said the first duty of every Starfleet officer is to the truth. And like, that's and a Wesley's great episode right in the middle of
1: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's perfect to see Wesley being like an angsty teen.
1: Yeah, and it's change.
0: about time because he's like an angsty twenty-two year old by the time they, this episode yeah. rolls around. But whatever, I mean, it's fun. Season five is so fun. I really look forward to it.
1: Well, one thing we're not looking forward to in season five <laughs> is episodes like Darmok and things where Mm-mm. we're like. Mm. However, I mean, I think this is kind of this is kind of the game we're playing now. It's this roller coaster ride where we get these episodes that are so freaking good. And then we get other episodes, which may be okay, but compared to the really, really good ones, you're like, ah, what's this? Um, But even in those episodes, so much is wonderful. Like so much of the costume, the set, the makeup, the just like so much is, is just beautiful and polished. Yeah. That I think we're going to have a lot of grace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think season five is, is going to be awesome. Um, so now that we've sort of wrapped season four and said goodbye to season four, and we're ready to jump in to season five with all the good, the bad and the overly sexy games. Um,
1: (laughs) the good, the bad and the sexy. Yeah.
0: The good, the bad, and the weirdly orgasmic faces. Um, (laughs) now we can, now we can actually jump into redemption part two. Um, And like kind of finish up the storyline that we ended with that cliffhanger from Mm -hmm. season four with, you know, this Romulan Tasha Yar showing up and like what's going to happen there. Now I think we can like officially kind of close the door on season four and open up season five.
1: Yep. Sounds like a plan. So uh, next week we're going to be going over season five, episode one, redemption, part two, getting rid of this whole discommendation situation with Worf. Wrapping up that storyline from like season three. <laughs> yep. And moving on with our lives. So join us.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Congratulations. We made it through season four. Woo-hoo. Let's jump into season five and we will see you all next week. Thanks guys.
1: Bye. Thanks for geeking out with us. Be sure to join the crew at the TNGpodcast.com to be the first to know when we do our live shows or host events exclusively for our members. See you next time.